podcast. I'm Savannah Schmidt. And I'm Tony Shaw. And this is the show where we pick different subjects every month and talk about what's on our minds. Or just bothering us. For this month, we'll be talking about COVID-19 affecting the tail end of our senior year. Starting off with how coronavirus ruined our spring break. So, we'll start off, yeah, we'll start, okay, so to talk about how it ruined our spring break, we're going to have to start talking about how it entered our lives. Yeah. So, I'm in a, well, I was in a student news station, and around February, we started doing stories about COVID-19 around the world, and also, like, locally in Georgia. We didn't really have any, we didn't have any cases yet in Georgia. Well, we might have, but it wasn't a problem yet. It wasn't even pandemic status yet, but it was affecting other countries a lot more. I think we had about two cases, but it was nothing compared to what it was to... China or Italy or even New York at the time. Yeah. Well, even New York at the time wasn't that bad. That was the problem we had with our spring break, was that it got bad over spring break. Yeah. No, we had bought our tickets to go for spring break in New York, which was something that we had done before. To be clear, we were going to New York City for our spring break, which was now, is now currently the epicenter (laughs) for the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So not the best place to be. Yeah. Um, but we were still excited and we were getting a little nervous the closer it got to time to go, but we, we had already bought our tickets and we had a plan to stay with Savannah's sister in New Jersey and Mm -hmm. do what we had done before because this wasn't our first time having a spring break in New York. So like we knew the plan, so it wasn't, it wasn't foreign. So that was nice. Yeah, the only thing, I don't know about you, but for me, the part that made me nervous because it really wasn't in the U.S. yet was being in the airport because Atlanta, Hartsfield sees a lot of action, a lot of traffic, so that was the part that made me nervous then. Yeah, no, um, for me too because for me, it was my second time being in an airport within like two weeks because I had gone to Vegas for a wedding and that was... Us going to New York was my third time being in an airport in a really short amount of time, so I was nervous for myself at the time, but I was trying not to be, like, too crazy because it wasn't as prevalent as it probably was because nobody had tested for it, really. Yeah, and the thing is that we they also didn't know a lot about it then, mm. so now we know how long it lives on, on each surface and and how it travels, and what are all the symptoms, but back then it was like, it could live on surfaces for either nine hours, or nine hours to 14 days, and and the symptoms, they're like, all they had for us at that point was like, it's like an upper respiratory infection, but now they know all, there's all, there could be all these other symptoms, yeah. but yeah, so. So when we flew up to New York, we were in the airport, and everybody was kind of on edge, some more than others yeah. in our group, we went with It was the two of us, our other roommate, and Savannah's boyfriend, all traveling up to New York together. And we were trying our best to have fun, but you could tell there was a lot of of tension in our group. I think that the tension was kind of like, it wasn't, at first it really wasn't that bad. I was probably like 10% worried about coronavirus, and 90% like, it's going to be fine. But then, oh, actually, you know what, no, because I just remembered how we were like, stocking up on hand sanitizer right before that because at that at that point it was start was it starting to get, yeah there was no it hand was sanitizer starting to get bad. there was no hand sanitizer in sight at that time yeah so there we were 
um, me, Savannah, and her boyfriend were traveling from her house at like 4.30 in the morning because we had a 6 a.m. flight mm -hmm. out to New York. So everyone's tired. We met our other roommate there. Um, we're all tired and exhausted and nervous. Yeah, and I remember I told my dad, because usually my dad will walk me into the airport, but when he did this, I was, I was like, just, just, just stay in your car. Like, don't, don't come inside. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it wasn't the best experience in the airport, We just with us being so nervous. Yeah. And I think the thing, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting, but like, I think another thing is at that point we were like, as long as we wash our hands and use hand sanitizer, we'll be safe. But as we've learned, that is not the case. Yeah. Now face masks are like so important. Like we can't leave the we house without having one on, which is fine with me if that means that I can be safe from this disease. I don't mind <laughs> home making my own little bandana mask. Yeah. Well, the point of the mask is to protect those around us mm -hmm. from us giving it to them if we do have it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, still, we're just talking about New York. New York, we didn't have masks, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't at that level yet. The yeah. CDC wasn't recommending masks yet. Um. But yeah, that was basically our airport experience. I remember not wanting to eat on the airplane mm -hmm. because I, I knew that the, the stewardess would be handing us food. And I was like, I know that they're going to be touching a lot of stuff. And so I didn't want them to touch my food, then me touch my food. Yeah, no. I, I remember you guys had giving us wipes to wipe down our seats. Um, I was a little less worried, but that's because I don't have the best regard for my own health. I was going to say, you don't fear germs. I don't fear germs as much as I probably should, considering how sick I get. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, even with all of that, like, once we got to New York, we were all really determined to try and keep it a positive, positive experience. Because, like, we had paid money for tickets to come up here. It was our spring break. We were trying to enjoy ourselves. Because it's also our senior year. Yeah, it was our, it was our last spring break together. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do something a little big. Um, and this was what we decided on. Luckily, we didn't decide to go on a cruise. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that would have been so terrible. We would have gotten just stuck on the cruise for like two weeks which I'm sure would have done nothing good for anyone's mental health. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, so the airport was a little stressful. But then w when we were in New York City, we relied on public transportation to get around the city, but also back and forth to my sister's house. Yeah, because your sister was in New Jersey, and yeah. we had to get to the city, and it was... Like an hour? It was about an hour, though sometimes we managed to, like, what, 30 minutes? Maybe, like, 40. 30 or 40 it's, we minutes. We started taking the express buses. So you, last time we went, we took the train, but this time we started taking the express buses. But Port Authority in New York City, which is where the express buses leave from, is, like, disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> and no. if we were going to get coronavirus from anywhere, it would have been there. Yeah. The, all of this negative talk about New York is to say that we didn't actually get sick. We were extremely careful yeah. and we got lucky that we didn't get sick because as soon as we left, it, it got uh, 10 times worse. Well, because remember what happened was is that we ended up leaving early because things started shutting down. The city's colleges started moving online. They had canceled their semester, not canceled, they moved their semesters online while we were there. And the day after we Okay, so we went to a Broadway show on Wednesday, and on Thursday, they closed it down. Yeah. And on Wednesday night is when we left. Or was it Tuesday night? We left Thursday morning. Thursday morning, really early. Yeah. yeah. So, so Wednesday was our last day. Yeah, and 
we were originally planning, we went up Monday morning at 6 a.m. We flew up and we were planning on coming back Friday night, planning on getting back like at one in the morning. We got Mm -hmm. the cheapest flight that we could because, again, we were college students at the time. It was also a really good price. It was also a really good (laughs) price. And we we, we were like, we can wake up that early. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) We stay up that, we stay up that late all the time. That's no big deal. Also, we wanted to like squeeze out like one more day in New York. So if we left at night on Friday, then we could go to the city during the day. Yeah, well, yeah, well. jokes on us. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, we, we did have a good time in New York. I, but it was stressful. Sh- there was a shadow over us the entire time. There was this dark cloud just kind of following us around. So even when we were able to forget what was going on for a second, it, we were reminded about it like a moment later when we saw something. Or we saw, or, I heard someone cough. Yeah. Because the thing is, when we were on the subway, it's like you can't, you can't get six feet away from someone on the subway. Like, and, and I am disgusted with the amount of people who do not cover their mouths when they cough or sneeze, or they use their hands. Yeah. When I was, we were coming back on the express bus to my sister's house one day, I watched a man sneeze into his hands like he was praying, like just <laughs> each palm around one nostril and just sneeze. And if I was going to get coronavirus, I would have got it then. Also on that same bus, do you remember <laughs> yeah. there was a woman sitting who next to you. was sitting next to me because we had to run to get our bus, so we had to sit wherever we were able to sit, and because coronavirus was everywhere, no one wanted to sit with us, so we had to and politely... And, and because they were New Yorkers, Tony. And because they were New Yorkers, <laughs> right, my Georgia mind, excuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. I was sitting next to this woman on the bus, and... Things were fine. I was kind of dozing off. I think we all were, but in different parts of the bus. And all of a sudden, this woman, I don't remember if she coughed or if she sneezed. It was a cough. She coughed so loud that I almost projected myself out of the bus. <laughs> it was like, it was like, <laughs> and it's like, what was that? And Didn't you know, cover. Yeah, you know she, she did not cover. She did not cover. I was sitting next to her, and I thought for sure that I was infected. <laughs> Not to make light, but yeah, no, gosh. But it, they're so gross. Public transportation is so nasty. And that was the thing is that my sister didn't really want us in her house after we were, you know, in the city all day. We would come at home and spray ourselves with Lysol. Yeah. Like I mean, perfume. as much as it hurt my feelings a little bit that she didn't want us there, I completely understood. Yeah, I that, wouldn't want us there either. It's just that it's not that she didn't want us there. She just didn't want the, vac- the virus in her house. She didn't want us to go into the city, in and out of the city anymore. She wanted us to either stay in the city or stay in New Jersey. And when she kind of said that to us, we had to sit down on Wednesday night and really talk yeah. about, yeah. like, I had to really, like, lay out our options because no one wanted to, like, go home early. We had come to have fun, but, like, nobody was really having fun anymore. It was getting a lot more serious. New York had declared a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. And there was the threat that if we didn't go home soon, we might not be able to go home. But also, it's like if we develop symptoms... Yeah. Then we would be stuck in New York until we felt better. Mm-hmm. And that was like, my, was my sister's worst nightmare. Yeah. She was having four sick people in her basement. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think she would have let us stay in her basement. She would have. She would have had to. We had nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just really quietly check into a hotel room. No. No, we couldn't have. But no, we had to. But yeah, so to avoid the possibilities of it getting worse for us, we 
made the decision unhappily <laughs> to go home early. Mm-hmm. We were originally scheduled to go home Friday, and we were trying to get a flight out the next morning. So I looked on Delta's website, because that's who we had scheduled our flight with, and I saw that they were allowing flight changes for free for people who had scheduled flights between March and April something. And April, yeah. And we fell right in the middle of that timeline, so I was like, okay, great. I'll just call Delta, reschedule (laughs) our flight, and we can be hopefully out of here in the morning. It didn't exactly go that that well. Yeah, so we called Delta, and they were like, the waiting time is four hours to talk to a representative. And it was like, it was like 10. (laughs) It was 10 p.m., and they expected us on it. No, wasn't it like six hours? I think it was four because in after we okay 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 I think it was four because we only waited two hours. Mm. Um, but because we all had there was we had three phones going. Yeah. Because we were scared if we got disconnected, then we would be like it's back at square one. Yeah. So we were all laying there in Savannah's sister's basement. We had like a like a not a safe word like a we had, word? We had a word that, that if somebody got someone on the phone from Delta, we would say that word and everyone would be quiet. Yeah, and they would stop and they would, yeah. Yeah, so I I remember like like almost being asleep on your sister's couch in the basement, just like waiting. It's been two hours. Well, you'd almost hung up. I had almost hung up. Because we had decided that maybe we were just going to go to the airport in the morning. Yeah. And try to get them there, but... Um, and then as you were about to hang up. They answered. Yeah. Like she, she, some sort of miracle. L- like an angel. She was like, hello, Delta. And it's like. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello. I've been waiting. So, but then <laughs> I'm on the phone with her and she's perfectly nice. But she, I tell her that we need to schedule out um, a flight earlier. We need to change our flight. And she tells me that we can't do that because we have the poorest tickets. <laughs> Basically. Poverty um, class. We were in the poverty <laughs> class. No, we were in basic economy. Which is and, fine. Which is fine. It's perfectly fine for a short two-hour flight. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's, it's not worth it to go up a couple rows. But anyway, we... Uh, we had basic economy tickets, and apparently this privilege of being able to change your ticket didn't apply to us poor folk, which is ridiculous. It's bananas, It's yeah. bananas, and... But then we had stayed on the line for so long, and she transferred us a couple of times. Yeah, no, I, I was like, listen, your website says that you're allowing changes. It doesn't say anything about like restrictions and I think you should let us change our ticket like we're not trying to cancel our flight yeah we're not asking you to give us money back we're just asking to switch flights it's like lady we're just trying to get home like (laughs) (laughs) like I'm sure she had dealt with so many other people Mm -hmm. because of the four hour waiting time yeah and the thing is I think that was people who were like oh my vacation's in May I'm scared. I'm going to cancel it. Meanwhile, we were trying to, like, exodus. Actively leave. (laughs) We were just trying to go home. And we had to wait for, like, yeah, two hours. But she did end up kind of being like, all right, I'm not supposed to, but I'm going to just do it. I'm just going to switch it for you guys. No, it was actually once she had transferred us. It it wasn't the first person because she was like, I can't do this for you. I'm going to need to transfer you. So she did. And that woman was an absolute angel. 
because not only did she switch my flight, she switched all of our flights individually. Yeah, well, that's 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 what they do. I know, but on the same phone call. Yeah, that no, was they nice. Would. No, it they was would so do nice. It. They would all do it on the same phone call. Tony. Listen, after two hours, I was <laughs> expecting the worst. <laughs> but anyway, we ended up getting a flight out at like nine a.m. Um, Savannah's brother-in-law drove us to the airport and yeah. dropped us off and he, said good luck no when he dropped off he's like bye i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're sorry too man but i mean it all ended up okay we were a lot more nervous on our flight this time even than on our the, first time on the flight back yeah. yeah but we all made it back okay everybody was safe nobody was super sick although there was a there was one time like somebody on the plane like coughed and everybody went silent <laughs> I coughed because I swallowed spit, like, down the wrong pipe when we were at Broadway. And the lady in front of me covered up her mouth with her scarf. And I was like, I'm sorry. Broadway. Oh, my God. Now, every, okay, now, Broadway was an experience because I think, I don't think everybody in that room had corona. But because coronavirus was a big problem, no one wanted to cough when it was quiet. So when the music would swell, you would hear everyone cough and clear their throat. And it was like I can't even enjoy I can't even enjoy this wonderful performance of Evan Hansen. Well, this one lady was really coughing in front of you. I know. Why is it always me? And she was coughing <laughs> into her hand. I know. She wasn't even covering. She was like, you know, like when people like make a fist and they cough. That's what she was doing, which is now I realize the most inefficient way to cough. Then you're just you're getting not germs. You're not covering it, and you're getting germs on your hands. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. Now we've developed an incredible way to sneeze and cough. Yes. And it is to. Pick up your shirt, put it over your nose, and then, and then cover it with your elbow. Like you would normally, but with the shirt. So it's an extra layer, and you're covered on all sides. And you sneeze down. Yes. And it's, it's saved so much tension yeah. <laughs> in our house. There's nothing worse than when someone sneezes. Like, we, we don't have a big, big house. So when someone sneezes or coughs when you're in the kitchen, you're like, well, damn it, now I have to exit. <laughs> well, I guess I can't stay here anymore. Tony coughed the second we got into our little, our little recording booth, <laughs> our recording pillow fort, and I was like, do you want me to get corona? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the one thing I forgot to mention was I have never, I have never seen the subway be so frequently clean. Every time we were down there, I saw someone wiping down handles and, and, and wiping down things. And I, even when we went to the ferry, um, the, the, the bathroom smelled like bleach. And I had never experienced that in New York before. Everything usually just smells like pee. <laughs> I'll have newspapers. to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no. All right, but, and then, oh, but New York was only the beginning yeah. of our coronavirus journey. Because it was bad enough, but right, but at that time, it was mostly fear. And the cases in New York were the most that we saw in the U.S. They still are. Well, yeah, but to be fair, then they were like 100 or 200 cases. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe like 800. Yeah, I think when we left, there were like, what, 500, 600 yeah. cases? But then it doubled really quickly because that's when uh, they started testing a lot more. Yeah, I know. They started testing more. They started finding more cases. And so it, it quickly, like, went up in the numbers. So, yeah. yeah. So by the time we got back, things were... Worse. Worse. A lot the, worse. The, everything hit the fan the moment we left for spring break. Like, things started getting worse immediately. Like, things were kind of just, like, hovering around maybe bad. being bad. <laughs> but then everything just hit the fan. And we had to deal with the fallout, which, unfortunately, 
was the rest of our senior year. Yeah. So, you know, we had a lot of big plans for school at least. I mean, the thing is we didn't even have big plans. We had plans that were regular. Yeah. Like go to graduation, have a graduation party, take senior photos. Try new restaurants around try, Athens. Try new restaurants around Athens, go to the bars, like, yeah. for the last time. And then, yeah, so we came back on Thursday morning. Yeah. And was it that day? It was that day because I drove back. I started driving back to Athens from your house, and as I was driving, I saw an email. Like, I was at a stoplight. An email popped up on my phone, and it was like, hi, we're postponing classes for the next two weeks. And I thought, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already back to Athens. They postpone classes. They're like, don't go back to your dorm. Just stay at home. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's a little late for that. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that they got a lot of heat. Georgia's schools got a lot of heat for doing that because instead of letting us go back to our, you know, our dorms and our townhouses and our and our school, we stayed at our parents' house. So people are saying it's like they sent us home to our older family members to to get sick. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, not luckily, but well, we only stayed with your I didn't have to go home to see my family. So I didn't risk that getting them sick because we had just come back from New York mm -hmm. and so there was the risk. I think that they asked travelers in general mm -hmm. to try to, you know, stay away from people. Yeah. But like... We weren't required to. Yeah. Because if you came back from Italy, you were required... At that point, if you came back from Italy or China, you were required to quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> Do you remember Paige? No, I remember Paige. I did the best story on Paige yeah. for a news source. Uh, yeah. She had to, she was a, she came from Italy, she had to evacuate. Yeah, but she, she didn't want to for a while. Well, because she figured if she stayed in, Paige's background, Paige is one of our friends, she was doing a semester abroad in Italy, she had got there February, mid-February, and classes started for her mid-March. Um, a couple days before their classes were supposed to start, um... Oh my god. My mom just sent me a text. Excuse me. Um, let me just pause the podcast for a second. Sorry about that. I had to leave because my mom texted me and told me our house caught on fire. Yeah. She, yeah. So I'll read out the text really quick. She texted me out of the blue. The garage caught on fire. We're outside with the fireman. Lucky, our dog, was in the garage, and she didn't even bark. Our house is full of smoke. So I had to pause and go see what was going on. I mean, I could assume our house is on fire, but everything's okay. <laughs> everybody's okay. The dog is fine. She's just nervous. So Just everyone's a little razzled. Yeah. So she was saying about, like, how people are complaining about how, like, times are tough because of the coronavirus. She's like, well, my house just caught on fire, so <laughs> you think you got it bad today? <laughs> No, I think, I think your mom has it worse right I now. I think my mom wins. Your mom wins today. <laughs> All right. We're going to try to resume. We left off talking about coming back to Athens in the two-week break. Yeah. So we had our two-week break, and then we transitioned into online classes, as did the rest of the country. I didn't think that we were going to go to online classes. I thought we were going to do the two weeks and then come back. I have a really bad habit of assuming the worst is going to happen. I think it's all the anxiety. So I think <laughs> I was I was ready. I was like, they're going to cancel our classes, and our, the rest of our school year is going to be ruined. And unfortunately, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing, during that two-week break, they also decided they were going to cancel 
graduation. And that that hit. That was like hard. the crushing blow. Because, like, I get that people were complaining that their proms got canceled, and my cousin, my eighth grade dance got canceled. It's like <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know what I worked for. because uh, it's like. High school graduation is such a big thing. Like, my brother got his high school graduation canceled because we're four years apart, so both of us were graduating at the same time, and his got canceled. But he's like, nah, whatever. It's just high school. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here with a voluntary, like, four-year commitment to this college that I, I loved so much. And I love my life here. I love my friends. I liked my classes, even though they were driving me nuts. Yeah. But it, it all got taken away in, like, yeah. a second, and it was it was a lot to deal with. Yeah. It was it kind of felt unreal for a while. Yeah. And not going to lie, like, I hated this one class I was in because it was, like, all day, and it was, like, a news station, and, um, yeah, so I'd be like, ugh, have to go back to news source, and so now I'm like, ugh, I hate going to news source. I don't want to go to news source, and I was like, oh, I fucking jinxed it. Now we're not going, now I'll never go to news source again. I felt kind of guilty um, right when classes got moved online because right before spring break when everything like started happening I had this awful day in this class that I could not stand and I was like I never want to have to see her ever again (laughs) and then they moved classes online and I thought wow I just cursed the entire world my bad (laughs) you know another theory I've had is that um and at UGA, we have uh, this tradition of, like, not walking under the arch that is between uh, North Campus and downtown. Because if you do, you won't graduate. And, like, some people like to add in, like, oh, and you'll be sterile. But uh, the, the not graduating one, I think, is, like, the most, uh, most, the biggest threat. But, so I said, I'm like, what asshole walked under, what asshole walked under the, the arch and now none of us get to graduate? I don't know. But I bet they feel really guilty I right now. I bet they feel really <laughs> guilty. Like, when I was younger and I prayed to God that thunderstorms would stop and then Georgia had, like, a really bad drought. I hope that kid feels the way I did when I thought <laughs> I caused Georgia's drought. <laughs> I mean, it's just awful. It's, it's so bad. And I know that there's so much worse stuff happening, mm-hmm. but it was just so disappointing. Yeah. We had worked so hard for four years and... Just to have it taken away, I, I don't even know how I managed to, like, finish all of my classes. Probably the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of my professors, they tried as best they could to condense it down mm-hmm. because we lost two weeks. But they, they, they couldn't. It was like we had the same amount of work, but just two less weeks to learn it. Yeah. Luckily, um, a lot of my classes were able to adjust really well. I... Had, I had to learn some time management skills really quick because I was taking six classes just to meet the minimum requirement to graduate on time. Ugh, stupid me. <laughs> Trying to get done on time. Um, but in addition to like my classes I was taking, I was also working a job at the library. And that got moved online. And then my internship that I was doing at the same time got moved online. So all of this stuff that I had managed to make a schedule for and was barely like getting by just all got moved online and then I had to I had to start over I had to figure out from scratch what I was going to do every day and how Mm -hmm. and it was really hard yeah um going online for some of my classes was easier than others like my lecture classes Mm. because it was like to move that online was pretty easy like my film classes because it was like we would he would send us the notes 
we would talk about it over like our Zoom video lectures, and then we would have a movie to watch, and we would just watch that on our own time. That one wasn't that bad. But then for like my all-day news station class, it was like I still had to wake up at be ready in front of the camera by nine, have everything ready for ver instead of in-person interviews like virtual like. Uh, what is it, on the phone interviews and video interviews, and it was like the same rhythm, just all online. But I was telling, I told uh, you and also our other roommate that it was like, finally, for once, everybody was feeling what I had felt, because I ha don't have a car. Well, now it's the summer, I have my sister's car, but I don't have a car, so during news source, when they're all running around getting stories, I have to already have my story ready, or have it within walking distance, or pay for an Uber, because I can't drive myself there. And so now that they're stuck inside and not allowed to go anywhere, I was like, you know how I feel being <laughs> stuck in one location and having to tell a story. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you made it, I've seen your stories, and you managed to do a pretty good job from I home. Ha I had to get a better on-screen presence because there was no B-roll. Mm. So I couldn't go out and film people in doing things that I was writing about. I had to rely on pictures and videos they sent me and also what how I looked on screen to tell this story. Tony laughs at me because in one of my videos I'm like flipping my hair talking about a, a hair cutting story. I'm like, Tony, I gotta keep the people, you know, visually interested. Don't worry, I was very visually interested. It's great. Yeah, I bet, because I flipped my hair and you yeah. like, woo! No. <laughs> when you flip your hair, I got overwhelmed. Oh, you better stop that. <laughs> when you smile at the ground. It ain't hard to tell. You don't know. You don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway, copyright. <laughs> no, we're not because it's anyway. <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, no, moving online to classes was really, it was really hard. Hard and it got easier. It definitely got easier. It did. Like mine, mine got easier because we were getting to like the final leg of the race, mm -hmm. and so like the work was kind of going down for some classes, but going like really up for others, and mm -hmm. I think. They ended up canceling each other out in a very, like, miracle type of way for me. So I ended up being able to really, like, get everything done and do well. And I, I ended up with some pretty good grades this semester, which I think some of my teachers were like, nah, I feel bad. <laughs> so I know. I feel that same way. One of my teachers was like, don't worry. You guys are going to get A's. Not like, it was, it was more of like a, like I said, it was for, like, the news class of, like, how well we've done this semester and adapting to coronavirus, so that definitely helped influence our grade. It wasn't like we all just automatically got A's. It was like we did well, so we got A's, but she was like, don't worry, everybody, you're going to get A's. And it's like, I like to think I was going to get an A before this, but thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, we managed to work it out, and we, I think we both did pretty well. Well, I'd like to point out that I started the school of quarantine. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> so, How could I forget? So I think it was during the two-week break I sent you guys, like, it was basically, like, I looked at, like, a Hogwarts template, and I filled it out for the school of quarantine, and I was like, report to the dining room table at 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday. We're going to have school quarantine because I wanted us to still have, like, the routine because that's what everybody said to do. They said to keep your routine even when you're working from home. And so I was like, so we can't sleep all day because, one, we do also have, like, meetings to get to. Mm -hmm. But I was like, we need to keep, like, some normalcy. So, yeah, so I, we would wake up around the same time every day and eat breakfast with each other if we could and, and you know, yeah. take breaks and have lunch and whatnot. That was really nice. I needed that. I yeah. needed you to wake me up every day at 8 or 9 a.m. Yeah. Well, I, it was good because I would go downstairs 
and wake Tony up. And because I was getting out of bed, it was like, it woke me up better than if I just like had an alarm go off. Um, and then I would also turn on the coffee maker. So it was a, uh, was it incentive yeah. to come back down? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I wish we, like, I love our Keurig, but sometimes I wish we had one of those uh, coffee makers that you could preset like a, to just uh, start at like 8 a.m. And then you just, you wake up and you smell the coffee and you're like, oh, let me just float out of bed and like to the, the coffee maker. Like in the office when Michael has the, uh, the bacon on yeah. the warm and grill next to his bed. <laughs> yeah, no, I want that. I want that, but for coffee. I want that energy. But for coffee. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we managed. But then, oh, gosh, we finished. And at, at some, I finished on some arbitrary Tuesday. Yeah. At, like, 7.30 p.m. Yeah. And then sat down on my couch and went, well, my, my college career is over now. Yeah. It was so unclimactic. And the thing is, we have nothing... We had nothing else to look forward to. So it'd be one thing if it was like, wow, I just turned in a paper and I'm done with school. It was like, we just turned in a paper, I'm done with school, and um, I don't have any parties coming up. I don't have anything planned. I'm just going to, I guess I'll just clean my room now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not graduating was really sad because we we had been so excited about graduating. I want to be celebrated, goddammit. It was... It was so disheartening and disappointing to not be celebrated for all of the hard work that we did for four years because we did work very hard. Like, we had fun, and we went to parties, and we did the college thing, but at the end of the day, it was we were working towards a degree, and we, after freshman year when we were messing around a little bit, we really, like, hunkered down, hunkered down and did the work that we needed to do to graduate, and we got a lot of achievements during our schooling, and none of those were able to be celebrated and that was that was really a blow yeah i will say that i'm really proud of my work that came out that came from the coronavirus because i am a journalism student um my teachers kept saying like not even not like no one has been tested like this before no other student has really gone through this and they were kind of comparing it to like 9/11 what those students went through and how what those students grew up learning about and learning how to work within um but you know i have some i've got good good like i said i think i have pretty good work coming from such a bad situation at the same time i would trade it i would trade out my superior stories for like eh, stories if that means i could have everything that the coronavirus robbed me of yeah because we we were so excited we had we had a running game night every week that mm-hmm. I set up as a way to really like spend time with my friends because it was my last year and a lot of our friends are, younger. are younger than us so we wouldn't be able to see them again next year while they're still in school and that was so great and we were planning on going to visit more of the local restaurants which is something that we just didn't do while we were in school was go around to all the popular restaurants that people talked about yeah and I will admit I have gone to a couple since since na- since the coronavirus because it's like, well, now we need to support local business more than ever. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, since we graduated, which, which we like did. a week ago. Yeah, we graduated, I think, yeah, about almost two weeks ago. Yeah. And it just, life has been really strange. I feel like it's almost too calm. It is. I haven't been stressed in like two weeks and that's not right like i'm usually like a week maybe i'll get a week off of stress from stress but then i'm right back at it because you know 
I haven't not had school coming up or current mm -hmm. in 22 years. Yeah. Like... It doesn't it make you just want to, like... Go to graduate school? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, I can't. It makes me want to go get Google Analytics certified. Like, get, just get, like, certified in a bunch of different things, so I can at least still, like, have, like, the classroom setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself now that I don't have school occupying my life. To be fair, we also don't have much of a choice because there are not a lot of jobs right now. Yeah. I'm no. Yeah. I've been, uh, try I've applied for a bunch of stuff, and I've actually managed to hear back from two, but neither of them are really, like, you know, what I wanted for myself, like, full-time with benefits, and I know that's hard to get, you know, regardless of what time it is when you're graduating, but still, it's a little disheartening. Yeah. Um, I have applied to a lot, a lot of things, and I don't know if it's because people aren't hiring and they're just left their posts up. Or if it's just, you know, or if it's just the coronavirus in combination of, of what season it is, which is like, you know, everybody's so new, freshly a graduate and looking for a job. Yeah. No, I, I think there are a lot of, I think it's a mixture. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of people looking and not a lot of people hiring. Yeah. Which I, I kind of figured that might be the case when we graduated anyway, but still yeah. it just, it doesn't help. See, I was never looking for a full-time job because in August I am supposed to be going to Switzerland for a Girl Scout internship. Um, obviously, we don't know the situ what coronavirus will be like then. But um, So I was just trying to find an internship. I thought I would have a really competitive resume for a summer internship because I have a degree. And then you look at some of these internships and they're like, oh, we need you to have a degree. And it's like, well, excuse you. <laughs> You're going to try to pay me, like, five bucks an hour, and you're requiring me to be a graduate with two years of social media experience or marketing experience? It's like... People are out of their minds. They are. It's like, you... Like... <laughs> ridiculous. I... All the jobs I want to apply for, even, like, the dinky ones that are just, like, super... Like, even the internships, they really want a lot from you. And it's like... <laughs> This internship, yeah, I have a great resume for this internship that's unpaid and going to give me nothing except college credit, which that's, I don't need anymore. That's the thing is that I didn't know I applied to any unpaid internships. I emailed one people because they said they had additional compensation, and they emailed me back saying they were interested, and then I said, oh, what's the additional compensation because I can't accept college credit, and they were like, oh, experience. I was like, oh, so no monetary compensation. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And then, and then same thing. Another people emailed me back because I, then they were like, they were like, da, 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 da. And oh, by the way, this is an unpaid internship. And then when I was checking the listing later, it says paid on it. Internships are such a racket. Yeah, a racket. They are because they're expecting free labor from you when your time and your experience is worth so much more than that. I think that when you are learning still, internships are like, that's necessary. Yeah. Because it's like, you're not getting paid so the stakes are low. But if you're getting, if if it's a, like a job, I'm putting air quotes, if it's yeah. a job, then, you know. You should be paid. It's, it's my time. I'm giving you my time, which is really valuable. Yeah. Because I could be using it to drink cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I could be using it for one of my numerous hobbies that I've picked up over these two weeks. Because since we're unemployed, <laughs> we need to find other ways of entertaining ourselves. I think the first one we did was uh, um, becoming bartenders yeah. or cocktail experts. 
I would like to point out I had like two first. My first one I was I started making friendship bracelets, but that's because I thought at that time I thought we were gonna come back to uh. school, so I was gonna make friendship bracelets for my one of my uh, groups for school, but then I, I didn't because. I was never going to see them again. I bet they would have loved your friendship they bracelets. They did. They would have. I took their orders. I was like, what color string do you want? And everything. But then, yeah. And then after that, I started making cocktails for me and my mom. So I started making, I made one called the Savannah, which is like frozen fruit and coconut crema. And, um, and then I made another one because it was St. Patrick's Day. Oh, it was St. Patrick's Day during our two-week quarantine vacation. <laughs> and I called it the Leprechaun Quarantini. That's so cute. Yeah, right. I love that. <laughs> I know that uh, you made a different one when we were here with the watermelon. Oh, yes. I called the Harry Styles. I love it. In celebration of, of, of his new song, which is not, it's not too new, but he just posted the music video yesterday, and he dedicated it to touching. Love it. <laughs> love that. But yeah, no, so it's the watermelon thing. It's like watermelon seltzer water, water actual watermelon, uh, watermelon juice, watermelon vodka, and then I... I did cucumber gin. Well, I infused cucumbers with gin. It was exquisite. It was exquisite. It was real. It was really refreshing. It was like summertime in a cup. It was. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. The only thing is that we drink too much now. Yeah. But not like we. Oh, we drink in excess every day. It's just like we like to make new new drinks yeah, and have like, fun. It's like next thing you know, it's like have we drank every day this week. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like maybe. <laughs> it's like, oh goodness. <laughs> maybe we'll skip tomorrow. Yeah, we'll skip tomorrow. Start afresh. <laughs> Start a new. A new uh, cycle. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, um, I don't know. I'm trying to use this time to be productive. Obviously, we're we're doing this podcast now and our our youtube channel which yeah. is tony and savannah on youtube by the way check it out if you're check it out um we post ridiculous content which is fun to yeah. watch i mean it's funny for us to watch <laughs> my cousins like it so maybe others will like it yeah but we we've, we've really been trying to focus on like if we can't get jobs trying just trying to focus on our own projects so yeah the to podcast youtube to show that we've not done nothing with this time yeah that it's not our fault we're not working towards yeah. something yeah yeah it's not it's been it's been a nice way to um fill up the time we've been i've been trying to make sure everybody has goals every day <laughs> which is i think helped full for me I don't know how helpful it is for anyone else <laughs> I haven't met a goal yet <laughs> I told myself I was like I'm gonna clean off my desk not my room just my desk and I didn't do it tomorrow <laughs> that can be your goal for tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow yeah but um yeah no it the future is so unknown right now we can just take it one day at a time and just see how it how it works itself out because these things always do the result might not be the best but it will it will work itself out eventually. Yeah. Well, you know how they say, like, applying to a job, a, like, trying to get a job is, like, a full-time job? I can definitely see that because I, it's, like, so easy to get lost in all the yeah in the listings and whatnot. And, and like you said, like, there's a lot of stuff out. Like, it seems like there's a lot of stuff out there, but it could just be they're not responding to it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's a lot of other people replying to it. So even if you apply to a bunch... You might not get anything out of it, so you're always applying to a bunch. And yeah. so, you know, I, all, all I do, I don't know about you, is just like this, which is the video and the podcast, and then apply to jobs and then drink cocktails that I've created myself. Yeah. I work on my writing a little bit, but yeah. I think that's the only extra thing. Well, because you're going to work on your book. I am. I am doing that. 
which is nice. I finally have time to work on it after four years of uh, writing for everyone else. Yeah. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we post new episodes every Tuesday. This has been Your Bothering Me podcast. See you next week. Bye.